The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted barleys to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PixWise.com to make your next bet better. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. Don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win $100,000 in NFL Week 1 exclusively by using the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, up in sunny Newcastle on the northeast coast of England and a million miles away in the heart of Texas, joining us as always, Munaf Manji. Good evening, Munaf. How are you? Good evening, sir. Uh, I'm feeling good about myself after the uh, the the picks we had this week. So I, I'm gonna, I'll take over all the picks this week, but story time for sure, because... I feel like you're starting to get a little sassy with me. Okay. Explain <laughs> yourself. <laughs> so, well, let me ask you, how are you doing? I know you've been busy with work and things like that and, and uh, with the kids and stuff. So what's going on in, what's going on in Newcastle? I saw they dropped another game. Well, yeah, first off, uh, yeah, I've got a bone to pick with you because not only are they terrible <laughs> and we've now got you giving them the kiss of death, which is the last <laughs> thing they needed. You don't need any help, Munaf not scoring a goal. So we, we were quite content losing yesterday. Um, and then you, um, you took them, you took them eight to lose. Um, yeah. But then you also took the over on the game, um, which then jinxed any chance we might have had of even scoring a goal. So uh, yeah, we blanked moving off again. Well, the thing was when we talked about it last week, I, and I think, I don't know if it was on the pod or was offline when we were talking as this, I said that, should I just bet, uh, whoever Newcastle United is playing, they're taking their opponent and just betting the team total over. So I think that was the first thought that came to my mind with this pick. And uh, and you signed off on it. It's like, yeah, just do it every single week. So Absolutely, I'm blindly going yeah. to be doing that. But then I also thought that, you know, the squad, I think they're fully capable, and I get your input on this, that they're at least capable of putting one in the back of the net. Yes or no? Yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah, so I thought I was like, okay, no, and then getting into the game. So I did take the over two and a half goals for this for this match uh, between them and uh, Aston Villa. So I had team total Aston Villa over one and a half, and that took the full game over. And unfortunately, they did not score a run. Did New or sorry, a run a, a goal of Newcastle. They did get close. We were talking offline that there was a penalty called, but he was by a toenail, like you said, was offside, which cost them not having a shot at least to go for a penalty, but I broke one and one and then I was kind of giving you a hard time about it. Yeah, they got exactly what they deserved. 
Um, <laughs> we're at home to we're at home to Southampton next Saturday, and that could be like finding money in the street, Munaf. That's uh, that could be life changing stuff, you know. Southampton might be about five to two, maybe even a little bit of three to one. Uh, okay, fill your boots, like honestly, fill your boots. Um, in other news, though, I, I did my little uh, horse racing article last night. Yeah, at the how SGPN. Did yeah, exactly. Well, there's a reason I'm bringing it up, Moon. I wouldn't be bringing it up if they'd lost. I'd be, yeah, uh, I'd be pretending it never happened. Um, but yeah, the, the Pacific Classic at Del Mar, I managed to tip a six to one winner there. There we go. Which, if the listeners are not following that, that gives me six consecutive weeks now of losing baseball picks. Bulletproof. I, I can, I can do those without, uh, without any um, consequences. Uh, and if you're not backing them, that's not my problem. I mean, the information's there. Uh, so I was pleased about that. That was another one I had to get up this morning because the race was like 3 a.m. And I wow. got up to it. Well, I saw I had a few Twitter notifications and that instantly told me that it had won uh, because a few of the boys had been on, uh, a few of the Twitter followers, the uh, the SGP crowd, the DGENs. Uh, so I was delighted with that. So uh, that's my natural environment, the racetrack, Munaf. Um, Did- so I can pick a winner there. The we, did, part- we did. We did okay this week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. A little team. Yeah, you know, we we had a. We, I think the two weeks ago, or I know we picked twice a week. So I think two previous shows we were five and one. We had it. We were feeling ourselves, and the last week we went one and five. <laughs> we went one and five. We gave it all back. Yeah. yeah, we gave it all back, and then some. And then this week, I think we we've bounced back pretty nicely. We've we, we've clinched a winning week. You know, we're still waiting on my dog to come through. Was was a pretty good price, but. um I think it's story time for me, and I'm going to call out Malcolm here a little bit, so he's going to explain himself. So we started off on Friday night with my pick, which <laughs> was the Red Sox uh, run line, and I also uh, I put it on my Twitter to take them minus one and a half on the run line, find an alternate of minus two and a half, and taking their team total over. And it all came it, it perfectly all lined up. They won the game 6 nothing. They got over their team total, which was posted at five and a half. And I think, yeah, like I said, it was a good spot for the Red Sox to win this game. And, you know, once the game went final, I, I messaged Malcolm and I said, you know, I love this pick that I made. I felt like a sharp because it was a good spot for them. And then going on to uh, let's see, what was the next pick? It was Saturday. It was your picks. Um, so let's go back to Scott. On Friday, he had the Braves run line. We talked about fading the Orioles. Yeah. All season long, he, and that was probably a pretty sweat-free bet for him. So chalk that up. We're two and zero on Friday. Coming into Saturday now, I, I, I was at home and I was you know working on some more SGPN stuff. And um, both of your picks went off on Saturday. You know you had your lock of uh, Kevin Gaussman, Giants versus the Oakland A's, right? And then you had the Mariners money line as your dog <laughs> against the Astros. So I message you. And I and it was a ninth inning, and I was watching the score, and the Giants came back. They were trailing this game five to two, I think, early on. They came, they came all the way back, took the lead six to five. And I messaged you, I was like, let's go, Giants. Let's let's close this out. I did not even mention your 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 dog pick. You you mentioned it to me. <laughs> you mentioned it to me, and I didn't even acknowledge it. I was like, let's get this Giants pick for you so you can feel better. Lo and behold, the Giants close it out. Malcolm gets his lock. And and the Astros absolutely their bats caught on fire because I think this was a good spot where we talked about it in the Slack channel that their bats were their bats were going to come back and they did right they scored I think fifteen on they scored twelve on Friday and then fifteen on Saturday so I wasn't even giving shit to Malcolm <laughs> about that because he went one in one I wake up this morning 
I wake up this morning and I'm checking my direct messages on the Slack channel. And here is Malcolm sending me three words after last night's debacle by the Red Sox. He says, go Red Sox. And at this point, I was like, oh, my God, this guy, for him to tell me that the Red Sox lost the game last night, 10 to 1 against the Rangers and not even acknowledge anything when I didn't give him shit about his pick, which was a worse loss of 15 to 1 loss on his dog pick. Oh, this guy, this guy has a nerve. So, and, and I'll quickly get to Scott's dog pick. Um, he had the Royals money line versus the Cubs. Those Carlos Hernandez versus Alec Mills. Um, it, at the at the right price, you could have got this at a plus price. I did lock that in when it when it hit plus price for the Royals. They took her business nine and one. So two and zero oh, uh, day for uh, Scott this past weekend. Malcolm in one and one, and I am still waiting on. The Mets, they are right now three to two in the bottom of the six. So hopefully they can hold on and close it out. But, sir, go ahead and explain yourself. Well, the, the, <laughs> okay. The, the two th- things I will say, Munaf, in my defense is that the Giants winning that game meant I was able to laugh at the Mariners losing 15 to one. Because uh, yeah. if the Oakland had um, hung on, uh, then I wouldn't have been in a position to to find that funny. <laughs> well, because they did come back, I was okay. I mean, yeah. you can't dress up a 15-1 defeat as unlucky. And then I'll be honest, I forgot all about it. So this morning, I've just explained, I had to check those horse racing results. Yeah. So when that I saw that my horse had won at 6-1, to one, I then, I was just then Billy Big Bollocks. So I was, at that point, I was perfectly happy to take the piss out of anyone that I wanted because <laughs> I was kind of bulletproof and had a, had a, a shield around me Uh a bulletproof shield. So I felt at that point, I mean, in hindsight, Munaf, I apologize. Nah, it wasn't big. You. It wasn't clever. <laughs> I wasn't impressed. And it, just because it was the Rangers as well. If it was anyone else. Yeah. Um, but we talked about these unbackable and uncompetitive teams. Uh, in 10-1, it just seemed funny this morning uh, after I'd seen my horse win. So, so I, you take- I, Munaf, I'm very sorry. It won't happen again. <laughs> so you take it out on your MLB gambling podcast. Co-host. I take it out I, on I, you. No, I thought we were friends. No, but I think deservingly so. I mean, Jordan Lyles, if you just take a look at his splits, uh, as far as ERA and what he's doing at home and road, I mean, you would have thought that uh, Red Sox were supposed to win this game 10 to 1, right? And then their bats just did not show up. Uh, last night, and then obviously their game got postponed today because of the hurricane coming through there on the East Coast. So hopefully, if you're on the East Coast, you're safe. Um, and I think they, you know they'll be back in action tomorrow. But um, I think that's just been the story for the Red Sox in the second half of the season. I know we've been trying to get Boston Capper on the show and trying to rant about the Red Sox and give his mm, X-rated yeah, version. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Uh, but this guy, I mean, he, first of all, he can't tell time. Uh, when when we uh, scheduled him for one podcast, <laughs> and then the next podcast we were supposed to get him on. Uh, I think this it was Thursday or today, but uh, he had to go to a wedding this weekend. So I mean, this, this he's a celebrity now. So what can I say? Might have to get to to his handlers and try to get him on our show. But we have a better guest, or not better guest. Oh, you can say a better no, guest. Ooh, Screw Boston Capper. Okay. We have a better guest for tonight, and I'm so <laughs> excited about this one. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I think this is going to be the highlight of our season. But that's how we kind of recap our picks for this week. We're four wins for sure, pending on the Mets uh, dog bet for myself against the Dodgers. So hopefully they can close it out. We have a we bounce back as a five and one week from going one and five the previous week. So. Um, I, I wanted to give Malcolm a little shit there about, uh, but I know it's all it's all out of love from Malcolm. He's a he's a, a gentleman and a scholar. 
That's fair enough, Moodoff. I'll take <laughs> that on the chin. Um, Boston were minus three thirty-four last night. Uh, that's yeah. one of the one of the biggest prices we've seen get turned over because uh, those big those big prices are something that have been catching my eye lately and something that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, we'll keep the news and notes pretty quick because we want to get our oh, guests. We're all a, a bit uh, too excited about this. Uh, the first yeah. thing that we've we've talked about the Dodgers and the Yankees, and um, we were expecting this in April. And then we were expecting it in May and then in June. And all of a sudden, uh, it's it's come to pass. They, they are good, it turns out. Uh, and the Dodgers and the Yankees parlay would have cashed nine nights in a row. Yeah. And if you stick the Orioles in there, who uh, couldn't win an argument, um, there'd be a little, a little three-team parlay that would have also cashed nine in a row. Yeah, and I did this yesterday. Um, and, and I think this is a great point that you brought up is that the Yankees are one of the hottest teams in the in baseball right now. You know, I'm not going to be a bias because we're here to talk about betting and making money. So, I mean, you got to admit that the, the Yankees are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Uh, big series coming up against the Braves this weekend. So um, their bats are getting it done. And it almost seems like they're getting it done in like in the second or third inning or that fourth inning stretch right there when their batting comes around second time in that lineup. So, um, if, if you want to take a look at continue to bang the Yankees, take a look at their first five money line uh, also, and then obviously their full game because they are back in the playoff hunt and they are back in the mix for the AL uh, East uh, division. And the Dodgers, um, as soon or later, we knew that they were going to turn it off because this just team has loads and loads of talent, right? When you got Trey Turner and you got Max Scherzer, eventually with the talent that they have on this roster up and down, on both their batting lineup and their pitching rotation. I mean, they're going to they're gonna start winning games, and at this point, they have started to do that. Yeah, the Yankees do seem to be getting it done early. I kind of, th- these last few nights where I've been working till kind of beyond midnight, um, I'll put the scores on. It might be three or four innings in, and they're just always six, nothing up. Yeah. Doesn't matter what time you look at, second inning, third inning, they just seem to be gone, like, really early. Like, they used to... Uh, they, they did that last season when they, they beat up on Baltimore all the time. They were they were always just ahead really early. And yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um, what was the second thing you mentioned there? Roof nailed door. Oh yeah, sorry, we're going to stick with the Yesterday. Yankees because um, we, we haven't had a um, we haven't had a doofus of the week for a little while. Yeah. Now I don't know if this counts as doofus activity or not, uh, but it just made me laugh because it's something. You get baseball's great for these kind of little things where. Uh, Rupnet Odor called for time a millisecond before the pitcher um, got into his action. So the pitcher carried on with his action and Odor hit a three-run homer, <laughs> which yeah. uh, all the fans and everyone went berserk for. And then the umpire just made him get back in the batter's box and do it all again because uh, he'd called time on it. And I have never seen that before. Yeah, I put this. I was watching this game live and I immediately went in the MLB Slack. I was like, did anybody see that? in the Yankees game. And then I don't think anybody saw, but then they finally put a, a video of it on, on Twitter. And I dropped that into the uh, Slack channel. It was just the craziest thing. Like um, as soon as I saw like the umpire come from behind the catcher to wave him off and the pitcher threw the pitch, this was center cut right down the middle. And if you see a pitch like that coming, I think you and I would have even swung at it. I don't think that I got over the fence for us. We would have maybe at least got it out of the infield, but uh, Odor like crushed it into the bullpen over there, and unfortunately, it didn't count. So, if you had the over in this game, or uh, um, and it didn't come, I think you can blame it on that three-run home run. <laughs> but it was funny. No, to was, see. There was quite a few. There's quite a few funny little clips sort of came out. Some good stories. Uh, 
the there was a little league, um, little league world series no hitter as well. Yeah, I can't remember the young lad's name, but that was fun. Uh, and Colton Wong scored on a on a pop up foul. Um, where well they running. catch all the first baseman just again just switch it off. Didn't concentrate, and uh, as soon as they took the the foul ball for a catch, yeah, um, Colton Wong went for it. Those uh, are winning players. Yeah, yeah, so. There's been some good, good stuff. I'll tell you what, Moon, if I was raking in BP this afternoon, I went down for a little game. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first team were away in Sheffield. Uh, so some of us bums, there was only about five of us went down that little game on the field. But uh, yeah, I had, it, I had it going on today. So uh, you might not have hit it over the fence, Moon, off, but don't uh, rule out me. Doing um, I apologize for my lack of knowledge of how you swing a bat, sir. So I'm 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 confident that you would hit that 94 miles an hour fastball over the fence in Yankee Stadium. I apologize. <laughs> Almost certainly I would. Uh, someone else who might and has done it for a 500th time eventually. Yes. Uh, this was a quite a long time coming, uh, but it happened just a couple of hours ago. Uh, and uh, great story, uh, Miguel Cabrera and his 500th home run. And this kind of fell off my radar, like you mentioned, because we were waiting for this for a while. And I thought it would happen in the series they had at home this past week. But um, I know a couple of guys were trying to jump on his uh, home run prop. Um, but at a point, it, it was kind of fell off the radar. And I got an alert on my phone and, and saw that he got number 500. And I think it was what Toronto today uh, got it over that right field fence. Um, you know, well deserved. I mean, this guy's had an incredible career. I think he's almost, uh, I think he's like 20 or 30 hits away from 3,000, I believe. But uh, Hall of Fame career for sure for Miguel Cabrera. So happy for him. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully he can continue uh, getting to number 3,000 hit. And then, um, you know, uh, hopefully he's back next season for for the uh, Detroit Tigers. And uh, he keeps on playing. So uh, congrats to Miguel Cabrera for getting number 500 career home run. Fun to see. He's actually been quite, he's been contributing as well because you get some um, record chases like this, these milestone chases. They can just turn into a bit of a dirge. And I'm kind of thinking maybe Albert Pujols earlier in the season uh, chasing these records without contributing a lot. But Cabrera hasn't been like uh, that at all. He's been hitting uh, over 300, I think, in various little spells uh, for the Tigers, as well as um, a lot of RBIs. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago that mad run of. Uh, um, swing and misses that he that he'd gone on fifty odd pitches without a swing and a miss, which told you that he was singing the ball. Uh, so yeah, he's been he's been contributing for a Tigers team. We've been uh, quite good fun as well lately, and I think we're going to talk about them later in the week. We've got some trends upcoming, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, good stuff for Miguel Cabrera. And like we've mentioned before, the uh, the trot around the base paths in the snow, absolutely one of the highlights of the season. But joining us now is a very special guest. Long-time odds maker overseas and in Las Vegas, and now a sports gambling media superstar and host of the Cash Consideration Show. Welcome to the show, Dave Sharapan. Dave, good evening. How are you? Man, good evening to you. I'm great. <laughs> it's evening where you're at. All this stuff's going on. But, you know, you guys reach out and say, hey, you want to talk baseball? I had to be here. So thanks for having me on the show, man. Let's go. What do you, what do you got? I'm, a, I'm fired up. I, well, I know every we time were... someone every time someone new comes on, we kind of have a brief geography lesson and then a brief time zone <laughs> lesson. So I'm guessing you've got a Phillies hat on. Um, so you're East Coast, aren't you? 
see, I throw everybody off with this. I'm originally from Pittsburgh yeah, and um, an East Coast guy. I spent some time in the Caribbean down in an offshore sports book years ago. Nice. Moved back to Pittsburgh in February. When it landed, it was nine degrees. I said, no more of this. I want to go back to where there's palm trees. And I made my way out west, first to Phoenix. And now I've been in Las Vegas for this is year number 19 for me in wow. Las Vegas, in the books, living in the town. So I'm on the West Coast, which, again, is three hours behind East Coast time. But I believe it's six hours behind where you're at. You'd think, we, you'd think we'd have a handle on this now, but every week when we start our discussion about how we're going to do it, it takes <laughs> it takes us nearly as long to work out what time it is than it does to do the rest of the show. And it's the same every single week. We never get any better at that, Munaf. We need yep. to be better at that. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's, it's 2 o'clock where you're at, Dave, right? And then, uh, Malcolm, it's 10 o'clock for you, right? That is correct, yes. So, yeah, we have, we're have we in three different time zones. Uh, me and Dave only have a two-hour difference, but between Dave and Malcolm, it's 10 – or, sorry, eight hours. So, eight uh, hours, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's it's crazy. Malcolm's kind of the outlier when we talk about, you know, the sports betting world. But, uh, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. I know you and I were – trying to schedule this and, and you messaged me today and I was like, well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's do it today. I, I know you were excited to come on and talk baseball. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, man. No problem. Again. Yeah. The the coordinating of the time when, when you got one guy over, over the uh, pond, you got one guy in the central time zone and then you got me out the West coast time zone. I'm just glad we can all get together. at the same time. Yes, sir. (laughs) I was just saying to moon off earlier that next weekend's kind of draft weekend for me. I've started, uh, oh. I've got three or four drafts coming. I've got a lot of two thirty a.m. drafts, like so. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be burning the midnight oil for a few, for a few days. I'm going to be off the charts, still sitting drafting at three a.m. Uh, like a real, a real yeah. man of DJ and a real sports gambling podcast. It's uh, that DJ. time of year. It's that time of year. It That's what happens. Time, yeah. You have, you know, we're getting close to football season. Everybody knows that it. it's coming, and this is what you do. You sacrifice sleep to get ready to get aggravated for the next four months when you do these fantasy leagues. That's pretty much where I'm at with the whole thing. So this time of year then, Dave, obviously Sunday afternoon, we've got baseball on. How's your, how's your current sporting weekend looking? What are you into? What's on? So I'm, I'm enamored with, you know, the, the pennant races and, you know, now the playoff spots and things like that. So I'll be watching this uh, Phillies-San Diego game. That's what's at least on here at the house. Uh, I'm watching that because it has NL East and NL West ramifications, let alone wild card ramifications. You know, Cincinnati has played their way in and San Diego's playing their way out in the last couple weeks. So we got that going on. And then, uh, geez, I I don't know. Tonight there's a sky playing, uh, you know, 4 o'clock Pacific. Uh, Angels, I forget what this. There's a guy in the team. He's pretty good. But Some guy, Angels MVP, are pretty, right? I yeah, I, I can't. I mean, you know, he's 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 yeah, he's he's pretty good. He pitches and he hits. I can't remember his name, but he, he's playing tonight. So <laughs> me and the kids and everybody will be watching every at bat uh, from that guy tonight. Um, would you say that Shohei Otani is now becoming kind of must? must view stuff is are people starting to sit down around the country with the kids and the family and people who might not normally take an interest just to watch what this guy's doing because it's absolutely off the charts for a, for a baseball person it is i mean this reminds me of 
you know, my time in Curacao, I was down there when Andrew Jones was coming up and he was a Curacao kid and the whole island stopped every time he was up. And I, I didn't understand it. I appreciated it quickly while I was there. Same things kind of happen here as far as the United States. And when he's on the national stage, it's like you got to You got to see. I mean, MLB Network breaks in, shows us at bats. I mean, it's becoming a thing. So, you know, our family is a baseball family. I got three daughters, but they play fast pitch softball. I'm the coach and do all this stuff. And they're enamored with it. So I know when the kids think it's cool, it's cool. And, and, and for like the old time baseball curmudgeons or whomever, they're like, yeah, you can't pitch and you can't hit. Stop. Just appreciate what the guy's doing because it is really impressive. That's actually quite a good rule of thumb, Dave. I'm going to use that. that if the kids think it's cool, they're probably right. Uh, and everyone else is probably wrong. Um, you've you've given us a couple of hints as your background, Curacao and other uh, exotic places. So how did you end up doing what you're doing? And what was the meandering road that took you there? Unbelievable route. It's it's crazy. I get asked all the time, how do I get into this business and do what you do? I'm like, listen, you can follow along what I did and, and you'd be very lucky. Um, I started out, grew up and born and raised in Pittsburgh, around sports my whole life. Graduate high school, go to Penn State, major in broadcast journalism, play hockey at Penn State. I played baseball and hockey pretty much every year growing up and all the other sports as well. Come home. I'm doing the media hustle. I'm a sports producer at KDK TV in Pittsburgh. I'm reffing hockey games on the side. I'm, I'm selling women's shoes on the side. I'm doing everything that you do in your <laughs> late 20s when you graduate with a communications degree and you can't get a real job. So trying to make ends meet and hustling, but also – I'm around gambling my whole life. I'm around, you know, probably bookies, betters, pro sports betters, all these people. And a guy knows a guy who knows a guy. He says to me, do you want to go to an offshore sports book? And I'm the oldest of five. I'm going to tell my mother, the first generation, first kid that I went to college and graduated. I'm going to go work at a bookie joint in Curacao. Like, stop. I can't do it. I can't go. So I say no. And I'm covering a game, high school football game in Pittsburgh in late November. It starts raining. Game time temperature is 38 degrees. I'm getting soaked. I'm on the sideline with the cameraman. He's trying to cover it. I'm trying to log it. I'm changing the tapes with him. And I'm getting wet. And then it turns to freezing rain. And it's getting down my neck. And I'm cold. And I said, that's it. I'm telling him. I'm doing it. I'm calling the guy today. I'm going. And I picked up and went. Um, and originally it was supposed to be Aruba. Turned out it was Curacao. So I go down there and I get a PhD in the business. I'm down there. I work every day for almost two years, turn around, come back, move to Pittsburgh, try a couple other things. Said I got to go West. I went to Phoenix first, got out of the business, doing some director of sales and marketing at a golf course, got my handicap down to like 10. I was really hitting it good, <laughs> doing a go. lot of stuff and uh, reunite with my now wife. And she says, my parents live in Vegas. Let's go there so we can be around them. And I'm like, okay, so I show up in Vegas. I'm a stay-at-home dad with an infant daughter, not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. And a guy says, I play hockey with, says, come down to the Golden Nugget where I work, talk to the sportsbook director, I'll get you a job probably quick with your experience. You can run the place. He was right. I showed up on a Thursday, talked to the director for five minutes. It was a guy named Chris Andrews at the time, also from Pittsburgh, which apparently – there's a lot of people doing this in Pittsburgh. They've been doing it a long time and they kind of find their way to Vegas. So one person knows somebody. 
He says, all right, I'm putting your stuff through. You, you start on Saturday. I'm like, what do you mean? I got to check with the wife. He's like, do you want the job or not? Yes. So I go work in a sports book and I start writing tickets, start at the bottom again. And uh, 17 years later, <laughs> I get out of the sports book business because the company that I'm working for, CG Technology, gets bought by William Hill. Yep. And I make the decision at the time, let me give me a couple of weeks to figure this out, whether I want to go stay in the risk room and odds making and do all this stuff. And the whole time I'm doing the media for CG. So I'm doing the shows, I'm making the contacts and I'm doing stuff. September 11th, 11 months ago, I wake up and can't talk. I, I, something's wrong. Something's wrong. My daughters are home because of COVID. And I can't express to them something's wrong. I went to wave to my wife, say goodbye when she left for work, and I could nothing came out of my mouth. So I couldn't plug my phone and my, my charger. Nothing's working. I know, I'm very aware of what's going on, but something's not right. Turns out I have a blood clot on my brain. I have a massive stroke. Um, but uh, the kids are home. They called 911. They get me to the hospital. I wake up three hours later, like I took a nap and I could talk. It haven't shut up since. Now I'm doing media <laughs> stuff all over the place. And, um, you know, everything is, has knock on wood. I take a blood thinner every day. I feel great and I'm okay. And now I'm telling everybody about it and leads to opportunities like this. Now we're talking about sports gambling on a pretty much everyday basis. It's unbelievable. You were right, Moonaf. He does tell a good story. Um, <laughs> this I'm is a, one of many. Um, I'm in a fairly similar position, Dave, because I'm an uh, accidental croupier by trade. Um, I was always a DJ, and then I ended up at age 30 getting into the croupier business, uh, did my training course. And, and a British croupier license is quite a well-thought-of thing. And I really I turned down some kind of fancy jobs, um, but hung around, and I ended up, I was pit-bossing and stuff like that. And then you start doing the media stuff on the side because the two things go hand in hand, the, the love of sport. and But what we don't have in this country is sports book in a casino. Casino is just for casino games. That's it. That's what it's for. If there, mm. if there was something in this country where the two things were linked, I mean, I would absolutely be all over that. Because um, the people who are in this business, the people who want to be, that, that's why we're sitting here now, because we want to be, yeah. uh, not because we're... we're hard pressed to make a living. And this is, we're not going down the uh, breaking our back down the mine every day. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's the people who want to be in it. So it's a really attractive thing. And it's hard to get away from you end up, you just bounce back to it all the time. Oh all the, yeah. Um, hey, Malcolm, there's a line in the Godfather that says, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Yeah. It happened to me twice when I, when I first, you know, got to Curacao and I left, I thought I was out. And then I wasn't. I got to Vegas and I got back in and I stayed and hung around and hung around and hung around. I actually left to go to West Virginia to be the sports book director in Wheeling, West Virginia, which is 45 minutes from Pittsburgh. So I'm going to return home. It's the prodigal son returning home. I'm going to be the director. I last eight weeks. I'm like, this is I never came to West Virginia when I lived here. Like, why am I? What am I thinking? And then it just didn't work out. The system, everything was wrong. And I got out, but I came back to Vegas and got right back into the odds making and the end of the business and the back end of it, taking the bets, approving bets, making numbers. And then I got out of it and now I'm back in it now with the media. So you're right. People that are in it, it's a cool community. It's it's and it's a lot of fun, which I think we all have to remember 
Like we're doing this. There's professional betters, but just like the other businesses where the 4% of the people are pros. Yeah. 96 are doing this for the fun and for the action and for the entertainment. And that's who I'm talking to the 4%. They already know everything. Anyway, I booked their bets mm-hmm. for 15 years. They're right every time. And when they're right, when they're wrong, it's because of the referee or, or, or somebody made a bad play. And there's something great about you're never alone as well as a sports better. The fact me and Moonaf were almost strangers probably three months ago, and we will now talk for hours and hours and hours because we've got sport, we've got betting, we've got an angle, we've got something. To do. And you understand each other. Uh, you could read between the lines. And we've now spoken to you for 15 minutes and instantly comfortable. There's, not, there's never going to be an uncomfortable silence with, for example, the three of us in the same room. It's just an right. instant comfort and understanding. And we all know we're probably a bit seedy and a bit regretful and we've made some <laughs> terrible life decisions. But equally, that's the fun bit. That's why we like each other. Like um, Getting down to, to brass tacks then, Dave, um, a few weeks ago, maybe two months ago, a lot of the division races in MLB seemed dead. All the favourites have gone short odds on, minus 200, minus 300. And now, three or four of them have come back to life again. You alluded to it at the start of the show. So um, tell us about some of these division races that you're most interested in. And um, just who, who are you picking? Who do you like? Who's going to get over the line? Well, the one that's, the, I mean, the, each one kind of has its own unique story. The centrals are pretty much decided, right? Yeah. Like the Brewers are winning and the White Sox are winning those divisions for the most part. I mean, it would take a colossal collapse by either one of those teams. The NL West is fascinating because of the pace of play and the wins that the Giants are on and have done and haven't been the favorite to win the division, but for like three days of the whole season because the Dodgers are right behind them. So it's fascinating to me to watch in like April. All right, the Giants, nice start, nice month. May, boy, the Giants are still hanging around, but they're going to fade. June, boy, these Giants just, I, I don't know. Maybe they're onto something. I don't know. All-star break, yeah, they, they can't keep this up. Wait, we got Chris Bryant at the trade deadline? This team is not going away. Not only are they not going away, I still think they can win the division. But the Dodgers are coming. They go get Scherzer yeah. and Turner and change the whole thing around. So that one's fascinating to me. And I guess I'll be the outlier and say, you know, the Giants can win it. I, I want to see the Giants win it because I want to see the Dodgers road be a little bit harder. You have to go win that one game. You know, you have to burn Walker Bueller and then win a series without that one, two Bueller Scherzer monster. That's going to be a tough out for anybody. Yale, uh, the NL East, obviously, uh, I, I went back to Philly this summer and did a little ballpark tour, went to the Phillies game, got this nice hat. I'm all caught up in it again because in Pittsburgh, baseball season's pretty much over by Memorial Day every year. You kind of <laughs> just go, yeah, you know, if you last that long, it's good. But it's, it's so I, in the book, you kind of I'm just a baseball fan. So I like the stories. I want to see the Phillies do good, but their bullpen is just, I I don't know if it's enough to overcome. Uh, The Braves have done what they're supposed to do. Their star gets hurt. I probably falsely buried them away when Acuna got hurt and thought, all right, the Phillies can really win this. 
You see what happened in the last 14 days? It went from being tied to being a five-game deficit on the on the Braves for the division. They're basically out of the wild card. So that you have to win the division there to go. So I don't want to give up hope, but I, I, I want the Phillies to, to get there, but the Braves look like the team to me there. The AL East, the Rays are the best team, but what these Yankees are doing yeah. are, I mean – there's no better team right now in baseball. They are the best team since the All-Star break. They win every series except one since the All-Star break. Feels like they hit six home runs a game. They got the biggest, they got a bigger offensive line than the Jets just in their starting <laughs> infield. I mean, it's crazy. It's incredible. Hootie's, I never seen a baseball team look like this in my life. I'm 51. I ain't never seen this before. Who wants to play that team? I don't know. Yeah. But they're, they strike out a lot. Yeah. They still strike out a lot. If they get a pitching staff in the playoffs, a one-gamer, I think they're the favorite. Put Cole against anybody. I want to see Cole and Sale myself. Um, but Oakland's not going away. That's the other division, the, the AL West. I don't think Oakland's going to fade. Even with Bassett getting his face you know, smashed with that comebacker the other day, that's crucial for them. Yeah. It's, that, I mean, he was their ace, their stop. You saw what happened to the Mets. As soon as DeGrom didn't pitch, they don't have that stopper. They have these eight-game losing streaks, six-game losing streaks. When you have an ace to prevent those, you're always around if you win just more games than you lose. I don't know it, if the A's can keep doing it, but their lineup's so good. I don't. I, it's, it's great. There's a lot of storylines in baseball. It's crazy that we, we going back to the NL East is I know that you know Malcolm was high on the Mets coming in, but it's crazy to me that their offense – at this point of the season, still hasn't shown up. <laughs> and the GM or the owner calls them out for it. And it's just amazing to me that it's still, at this point of the season, has not come around. And I know we talk about this every single week on our show, Malcolm, about the NL East and the NL West. Um, I think both Malcolm and I are, are sweating that AL West ticket now. I mean, I know we picked up the Astros when they were at plus odds, I think very early in the season. Mm-hmm. We thought it was a sure lock, but I think for the Astros, they, they are still missing two big bats with Alex Bregman and Kyle Tucker in their lineup. They're, they're pitching, they're, some of their pitching has been in and out of that rotation. So I think for the Astros, they're going to be okay. Munaf, um, are you good with their bullpen? Like, that's the question for me. That Astro bullpen is shaky, no? Yeah, they, I think they picked up two decent arms at the trade deadline to kind of bolster, but I think yeah. we also have to keep in mind that I don't think Verlander will be back this season. Nope. Um, but I think one of one or two of these guys may have to go down to the bullpen because they have so many good starting pitchers yep. in their rotation. The guys like Jose or Katie or maybe Luis Garcia, one of those guys is going to have Garcia. to go down to the, to the, to the bullpen and really bolster it. So, um, yeah, and we talk about this every single week. I did pick up a Giants ticket at that trade deadline for the NL West. I did fade the Dodgers today, so that's why my eyes are playing tennis as usual. <laughs> I am on the Mets today as one of our picks. They're up 3 yep. nothing right now, but we'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah, the price was right. you got to pick your spots against the Dodgers, right? And yep. this last week is it, it, isn't it. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people that really, uh, you know, they follow me on Twitter and they're doing all this stuff. Like, they just started – handicapping services based on all you need to do is bet the Dodgers and bet the Yankees every day. Well, you're a genius. And then you pick against the Orioles on top of that. You don't even need to think you just need to come and print the ticket. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Like baseball betting when you get on these streaks, 
Yeah. It's just automatic. You don't even need to read into it too much. Just make sure you get the game number right and, you know, or submit on your app and just print it and then, you know, see what it pays afterward. You don't even have to watch a game. So let me ask you this. I know that there's on Twitter that there's these quote unquote professionals or, or people that handicap baseball and they talk about fading the Orioles, but at this point of the season, they're at what the, their the opponents are at minus 300 on their price. How would you go about betting it? Would you lay that minus 300 price? Because uh, at least in our Slack channel, we've been just talking about taking the run line uh, for their opponents with that minus one and a half, even a minus two and a half line on them. So how, how would you go about betting it? So it gets hard when it gets to that, that high because it's yeah. just uncomfortable. It's just, it's uncomfortable to, to lay three to one. It just doesn't seem like the return is there. Right. But a lot of times it is, especially when it wins, but the Orioles have been terrible against the run line as well. Yeah. So I think, especially when you get them at home and you get the visiting team where, you know, you're going to get nine at bats and you're laying a run line price. That's fair. You may still be a minus, but a small minus. It's a little better than laying, you know, that big juice and yeah. having to sweat the money. But I mean, value's in the eye of the beholder. If you if you lay the juice and win and you're comfortable doing it, it's a little bit less of a sweat because if you win four three, you still win. You you lay that run and a half and if in the game's four three and you lose, but you pick the winner. It hurts a little bit more. Anything yeah. that causes less pain when you make bets, I think is not a bad idea. And one more question I had, Malcolm, and I'll turn it back to you is from what I've read and, and listened on other podcasts that they kind of say that it's kind of frowned upon betting these heavy juiced favorites, whether it's the Yankees right now against maybe they're playing the Royals or it's the Astros that are playing the Mariners or, or you know, the Dodgers that are playing, you know, whoever. What is your thought process about fading these bad teams? You know, we talk about like the Orioles, the Cubs right now. They're they're atrocious. Just blindly betting on the Yankees money line or parlaying the Yankees money line, the Dodgers money line, whoever is playing against the Orioles. What 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 are your thoughts on that? I think if you're comfortable doing it, it's not a bad idea, especially if you want to parlay teams that are that are hot like that. The Yankees and the Dodgers parlay. I, I joked this week on my podcast, it's like cracking the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. It's really not. It's not that hard. Sometimes it is that easy. Um, and it, it's so funny because there's a lot of people out there that will tell you, oh, you can't lay favorites, you can't this. Favorites are winning baseball games in yep. 2021 at a 61% clip on the year. Sometimes yeah. it's hip to be square. I mean, seriously, you know, Huey Lewis had a song that said it, Yeah, but you, you can say squares, you can say sharps, you can say, I, I like to use the words parallelogram and rhombuses. That's, that's my division because nobody knows which group they're in and they don't get offended because the sharps get mad. If you call them square, the squares get mad. If they're not sharp, everybody's angry and nobody wants to lay the favorite. Sometimes the favorites are right side. Like, and if you have to lay 220, they win eight nothing. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, I should have laid the run line. Ticket cashes. That's what we're supposed to do when we make bets is cash the ticket. So um, I, I think you can get caught up in it, you know, but I, I don't think it's necessary to, to avoid a play, Munaf. You know, like you understand. You just win. Just yeah. win. That's, that's where it's got to start. Yeah. Malcolm. I think what I've learned more 
this season with the baseball because I'm still a relatively novice baseball gambler. I'm not a novice gambler. I've punted horses, dogs, football, everything for 30 years. Um, but with the MLB this season, it's kind of adapt or die. Um because this season is not like the, maybe the last three weeks. It was the first time I've seen a minus 350 favourite. Early in the season, you're looking at singles. Teams were more competitive. And as the season's gone on, you you have to change your strategy a little bit because there was teams that were just unbackable. The teams we've talked about, the Orioles that come to the Pirates. At one point, they were all on double-digit losing streaks. Yeah. Um, and the Yankees and the Dodgers. And now you've got teams that are going off at minus 370 when... Eight weeks ago, they weren't. The shortest price you might see was a minus 200 if Garrett Cole was right. on the mound or something. So you do have to adapt. You can't just carry on with the same the same strategies, the same thought process. Um, have a look at it. Things change. And that's something as is, is a, is a gamble. I think you have to be aware of, Dave. I think you nailed it. This goes just not for baseball betting. This goes across the board. You know, you can tell Sean and Ryan to put this on all the different shows on the network. You have to adapt not daily. I think you can get caught up and start to what I call see ghosts if you really get over the top. But you have to adjust twice a week or, or it, it, the process and what you're seeing. And for being a novice gambler, to notice that, that's a little nuance that the prices change because the odds makers have a little more information and they know what you're going to bet. So they give you that favorites tax. There's a Yankees tax. There's a Dodgers tax. If you want to bet it, I, I, I call it the FU price. You bet it, FU, lay it, or FU, you don't touch it. It's not a reason to flip a side. Sometimes you see a number like 370. That's the odds maker in the book telling you, we don't want any bets on this game. Yeah. If we do, and you want to bet the favorite, you're going to lay a premium price. That's all. And that that limits exposure. That limits risk. That's what they're supposed to do. But, man, you got to do that in all sports that that are daily, like the basketball, the baseball, the hockey, football, just with it being on the weekends. It's different. It's that you have to adjust, but you have to have the process and the adjustments are subtle, like three, four, five weeks in before you really start to adjust. So uh, you're right. I think for baseball players, I've said this for years, your advantage is in the beginning. The numbers get harder. But September's coming, fellas, and that's the dog month. You can bet the dogs every day blindly in September. This is tried and true for years. Bet every dog in September. Don't even watch the games. You're, you will have more money in your account at the end of September, guaranteed. There you I go. did not know that, Dave, and I am now <laughs> so much more looking forward to September than I was about 30 seconds ago. Uh, that is something I'm going to get my teeth right into. Um, I was told, and you've already proved that you're an outstanding storyteller, Dave, um, there's a couple of things that I've been instructed I need to ask you about. Uh, and the first <laughs> one is um, something to do with the baseball bet and a haircut. Oh, my goodness. So... One of the summers when we're sitting in the book, we got a guy who's in town and he's hot. He can't lose. I mean, he is just, he starts out betting a dime a game. It's two dimes a game. It's five dimes a game. It's 10 dimes a game. And we're giving it to him because as the book at the time, I mean, this is the way you're supposed to book games is you can't cut people's limits when they are winning. And if they want to bet more, you, you, yeah, you try to give it to them because if you cut their limits, they leave with your money. 
it's a little known secret, a little industry secret. Like they chase sharp players away. I never did that. My time in Curacao, I learned how to book games. If we had a limit, you got it. If you wanted to bet it again, you got it. If you wanted more, you asked, we gave it to you. So this guy was hot and he's rolling. Then what happens? A couple games lose and he don't take no money. He just keeps betting what he has. He built his bankroll up really fast. I think he ran, you know, what started like three times up to like 80. And in a week, didn't take any. Started betting bigger, lost. Started bet bigger, lost. He comes in. Gio Gonzalez was pitching at the time for Oakland. And he was struggling. But this guy comes in and says, all right, I want the A's. And I remember going, all right, how much, Jay? Is the, he, I, just, I called him Jay, Super Jay or something. I forget what I nicknamed him. But I'm like, what do you want? He says, I want it all. Whatever I have left here on the J's or on, on the A's. And I'm like, Jay, Jay wants the A's for everything he's got. And the guy down at the end of the counter was like, count it. Came to like $26,871.45. He put the coin. You know, as a guy in the casino, what do you – you put the coin – on the bet, too. You know usually what that means. Not good things. When you bet the coin on anything at the table, don't do it. Just put the coin in your pocket or give it <laughs> to the dealers. Leave it for – leave the coin. 26, 8, 71, 45. All on the A's. Gio Gonzalez. Guy says, what do you think? I said, take the bet. What do you mean? Let's go. Take the bet. He takes the ticket. He's like, hey, guys, come here. Come down to the end of the counter. Come down to the end of the counter. He says, hey. I'm like, Jay, you good? He's like, yeah. It's like, but I'm nervous and I'm superstitious. I got to go get a haircut. I go, oh, all right. He goes, can I borrow $20? I just bet everything on Gio Gonzalez. <laughs> I go, I go, you just bet $26,871.45. You need 20 for a haircut? You jag off. Here's 20. We'll see you after the game. <laughs> Gio got knocked out of the game. Two and two thirds, nine earned runs. Oh, no. no. Got destroyed. We didn't see Jay for a while, but he, he oh, probably wow. got a good haircut. That's absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Yeah. Uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, thanks, Steve. Um, right. We won't keep you too much longer, Dave. Um, future bets, world series, things like that. Is there anything that you've had on for a while? Anything that you're sweating or anything that you've got your eye on? Um, talk us through a few bets that you might have. And then give us a give us a World Series prediction. So I just saw what was going on in both central divisions in baseball kind of early and said, you know what? These teams are going to make the playoffs. I want to have a ticket on each one of them. So I got a ticket on the White Sox at 10 to 1 to win the World Series. And I got a ticket on the Brewers at 13 or 14 to 1. I can't remember. They're tucked away, you know, in uh, in a safe place. So at this point, I'm looking for a team that I know is going to be in a series, at least have a shot. Listen, there's a Pirate fan a couple years ago when it got to that one-game playoff. Madison Baumgartner came to Pittsburgh, shut him out. That was it. Another year, Jake Arrieta did it. Then they traded everybody, and they may never be good again. I mean, it's going to be – they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. But I I like to get teams that I know. So, like, I'm waiting to see who I feel like is going to be the other team, not in the NL West, because whoever's going to come out of that has 
a juggernaut, but they're going to be probably the favorite. So I'm looking to play the other NL East team. Probably going to be – I'm going to take a shot on the Phillies because I think if they get in, the price will be right, but they're not going to They're not going to win. It's, it's the Braves to lose. Um, but listen, the Braves have – listen, I wrote this down. I was preparing for you. The next 12 games for the Braves – Two against the Yankees, three against San Francisco, three against the Dodgers, four against Colorado. The last two series on the road. Pretty tough, pretty tough road, right? Yep. Uh, Philly's got Tampa for two, then Arizona at Washington at Miami. The division may look a little bit different in the next 12 days, fellas. So I think the price is right now on the on the Phillies. Maybe the division, okay but maybe a flyer on the, on the world series. They're not going to win the world series. It just gives us hedging opportunities. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's a big fan of the strength of schedule. Aren't you enough? That's uh, that's right in your wheelhouse. What Dave just told us. Yeah. We know when we talked about this, Malcolm, we were at the all-star break. We were previewing the second half of the season. I said, you know, let's jump. I, I gave out, let's jump on the Phillies. And it was purely based on their strength of schedule. And I picked up a ticket on them to win the division at four to one. And I'm, I'm currently seeing some five to ones out mm-hmm. there. So, mm-hmm. you know, like Dave just mentioned that with their schedule coming up and, you know, I look at this every single show that we're on Malcolm <laughs> is that they still have the easiest schedule remaining in the entire MLB. Um, yes. So again, so you may want to add some more on that Phillies ticket five and a half games. I mean, we've seen it in the AL East where it can be chopped real quick with the Red Sox. Um, the Rays are kind of staggering a little bit. And like Dave mentioned, the Yankees are are super hot. A huge series with the Atlanta Braves coming up. So, um, you know, this is a, a good time if you're a Phillies fan or want to add to your betting portfolio of, of futures. Great time to pick up the Phillies. I 100% agree with Dave. Like yeah, it. fantastic. Um, <laughs> cheers, Dave. This has been absolutely Nobody fantastic. get a, predi- been- a World Series prediction from him. Oh, did we, not, did we get you? Yeah, outright, Dave. Give us an outright. Oh, man. I want to see, I think for baseball, I want to see Dodgers, White Sox. I think it'll be electric. Um, I think you'll see good pitching. Yep. I think you'll see a lot of unders. And, man, I'm rooting for the city of Chicago to get that one done. I, 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 that's, that's who I want to see. I'm a little biased because I got that ticket, holding that ticket, but I think that they can actually do it out of the American league. So we'll see. I think that, I think the NL is the favorite in a lot of books. You see NLAL, the NL is the favorite because of the teams and the pitching they have, but I'll be rooting for the white Sox. If that, if that's the case. Um, Quickly, Dave, tell us um, what you're up to at the moment, where we can find you on Twitter, et cetera. Uh, tell tell the people how we can get across your content and what you're up to. For sure, man. Thank you. Um, it's the Sportsbook Consigliere on Twitter, uh, which is at SportsBKConsig, C-O-N-S-I-G. That's my Twitter handle. I try to put everything on there. I host my podcast called Cash Considerations, um, and that's once a week. Me and my co-host get together, one in Philly. Uh, his name's Dan Newbert, and one in uh, Boston. His name's Carl Haskell. We get together. We bring someone in. Hopefully, you guys at some point will be able to figure out a way to get you guys on. You know, we've had Sean on, uh, a bunch of people. We talk about this. We talk about gambling. We talk about, you know, kind of more of a global thing. But for football, we're going to get more involved and and do that because football's king. And then every day I'm on this uh, Sports Grid, Sirius XM Radio, Channel 204. They call it In-Game Live. It's basically my life, which I've done for 18 years. I sit and watch games. 
watch the lines, talk about when a good opportunity is to bet it or not. From 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern, which would make it 4 to 7. <laughs> midnight. I can't even figure out what the hell time it is, Malcolm, but, but you can follow it on Twitter for people in England and stuff. You can, you can listen, but it's all there. And then MLB Network. Uh, I, I got a, a, a kind of a, a gig going with them now. Um, just appeared last week. I'll be on again this week. Um, you know, they asked me to come on and talk about baseball. I'm 51 years old, finally, you know, getting to live a little bit of a dream, brother. So it's all it's all fun. It's all good. And uh, thank you for having me. Sounds like you're upwardly mobile, Dave, and uh, well-deserving by the sounds of it. You've done Moon off a massive favour there because he was determined that he didn't have to say consigliere uh, tonight. <laughs> Well, my name's Dave, and there's so many guys named Dave in this business. But one of the biggest ones is this Vegas Dave guy. Oh God! And, and that, that, that's the reaction right there. Musa, he said he just said it right there. But I said, "Oh God!" Well, I've been asked, no joke, ten thousand times since I moved to Vegas. Are you Vegas Dave? No. Do you know him? I do, but like that's not me. He's doing his own thing. So like I've I started this sports book consigliere because. Everybody tells me their stories and I'm a good listener, but I'm a good talker and it's stuck. So now I can't change it, but I can't be Dave and living in Vegas, anything because the yeah. connotation is exactly what Bruno <laughs> said. Oh no. So we're sticking with it. People can't say it. Just say consig for short. That works. Wait, so you have, you have, have you actually talked to Vegas Dave or have, oh, has he come into your sports Lord. book? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm leaving it at that. I'm we'll leaving it at that. I says, I'll leave it at that. You want to talk about it later? You call me. You got the number. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'll leave it at that. That's, okay. that's it. I, I got to, I take pictures. I drive by his billboard and I take pictures with me in the front and then the billboard in the back and point and say, like, who's the real Vegas day? Just to kind of just poke the bear a little bit. But yeah. We, we know a lot of people. We've been in the desert. This is year number 19. Yeah. In the, in the books, there's a lot of people uh, in the Rolodex. There we go. Uh, Dave, the, the consig. Uh, thank you very much, man. Firstly, I am so much looking forward to September now. I'm going to get little. I've got a thousand different betting accounts. I'm going to have my September <laughs> dog account. A couple of hundred in there. And I'm just going to bet them blind. And I'll have a little holiday. And I'll raise a drink to you when I'm on my little holiday, Dave. Um, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we'll get you on again uh, and enjoy the rest of the baseball season. Glad to see you're in great health as well. Uh, and we'll see you down the road, Dave. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Ready to win money and boost your odds? Win is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football and more. Great promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download bet and win at wynnbet.com to start winning. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. 
With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, last year, the Buffalo Bills were 35 to 1 to win the Super Bowl after they reached the AFC Championship game. A PropSwap customer who bet $100 on the Bills pre-season sold that ticket for 900 bucks, 800% profit returned for the seller on a ticket that ended up losing. Think of PropSwap like the stock market, but for sports betting, buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks, props and parlays, helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, how and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day and every sport, all for free, Visit PixWise.com to make your next bet better. PixWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount+. Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. All the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including the UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy's, Italy's Serie A, Argentina's Primera División, the Brasileira Brazil NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers. It's the best of the beautiful game, with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. OK, Munaf, I am fully infused now to make picks again. Uh, that man has given me an injection of confidence, I think. Yes. Um, not that we ever need it. I mean, I tweeted out last night um, when I'd made my horse race and picks, sometimes right, sometimes wrong, always confident. Uh, that's the way to be. So there we go. Um, what's uh, what's going on this week? Any series that um, that caught your eye, Munaf? Yeah, I think this is a big week um, for like those uh, wild card series or the wild card chase teams that are, you know, trying to, track down a playoff spot even like some of these divisions that we talked about with dave and then the ones that we've talked about on our show with the nl east um the american league east the uh what's the other one i'm missing nl west so uh just to kick it off uh yankees and braves that we talked about with dave that's i think that's going to be a big series for both of those teams yankees are chasing down i think they can maybe even get the al east if they you know keep on playing the way they are yeah. We talked about how the Braves had what a five and a half game lead right now over the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. So big series for them. Giants Mets getting together. The uh, Giants, you know, clinging on to the NL West lead. The Mets, you know, trying to scrap their way back into that uh, NL East division. Reds and Brewers. I think the Reds are right there for that National League uh, wild card spot. Um, they're not going to get the division because the Brewers are pretty much leading that series or that division, but. Uh, I think this is a big series for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And the other one, uh, I mean, Dodgers, Padres, I think if Dodgers, uh, I think the Padres, I think they're done, like we yeah. talked about. Um, but if the Padres, you know, get up for this series, it's a division rivalry that if they're able to beat the Dodgers in this series, you know, that's going to give more um, more uh, of a cushion or a lead for the Giants in this uh, NL West division. So, um this is going to be a great week, I think, to start the week. And then I think we can get more of an update. I think in every single show, we're going to talk about this NL East and NL West division. So kind of buckle up, I guess you can say, huh? 
Yeah, the the Dodgers Padres series ties in really nicely with the uh, with the Mets and the Giants. Um, and actually, um, what Dave mentioned earlier about um, the Dodgers, if they have to go to the wild card, yeah, um, and play a one game uh, a one game series with with Walker Bueller on the round, that would make such a difference. Um, an absolute huge difference of the whole thing. It's it, it really changes the terrain yeah. of the playoffs. It was an excellent point. Again, something that never really occurred to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a, a massive difference. So yeah, there's uh, things are starting to move the needle now. Just one night can move the needle uh, when we're down in the, the final sort of 30 odd games. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, Pickstein Munaf, we came off an okay week, maybe above average. Uh, your game is still in running. I think if you can get the Mets over the line tonight, then I think we'll have gone. We'll we will call that an above average pick. So, uh, yeah, we'll let you lead off, Moonaf. Um, what did you find for us this week? Yeah, I think a good bounce back after what we did last week. I think we clinched a winning uh, winning week. So let's continue with this. Uh, let's just start the week here. Um, I'll start with my lock. I'm kind of going off of the same. Um, I guess the same kind of rhythm or the the spot I was talking about last week with the Red Sox. But this week, I'm going to start it off tomorrow, Monday. Royals versus the Houston Astros. Uh, I'm taking the Astros run line. Daniel Lynch versus Zach Grinke. This is the revenge tour continues for the Astros. They uh, went after the Mariners this past weekend, and I'm sure they want to avenge the series loss that they had against the Royals last week, where the Royals shockingly took three out of four from the Astros. So now the Royals come into Minimate Park. Daniel Lynch is on the mound for the Royals. He pitched well for the Royals against the Astros, but his road numbers are atrocious. So here comes my, you know, home and road splits that I love looking at is when we're taking about talking about pitchers. One and two, 4.61 ERA on the road. He's two and two with a 6.11 ERA at night. Um, on the flip side, Zach Grinke on the mound for the Astros. He's having a great month of August. One and oh, he's only got one win, but he has a 1.89 ERA, uh, 19 innings pitch in the month of August so far, only allowed 13 hits and only four runs allowed over those 19 innings. Um, and like I did, like the Red Sox this past weekend, when I said Friday, take that minus one and a half, minus two, two and a half, and the team total. I'm going to do that again with the Astros because I think their bats have woken up here a little bit. Um, in this weekend series against the Mariners. So I will be, just for our grading purposes, minus one and a half run line for the Astros tomorrow against the Royals. But I will be also taking that minus two and a half alternative line and the Astros team total. Um, For my dog, I'm going to go again tomorrow, Monday. White Sox versus Blue Jays money line. I think this is one of your guys that uh, we've been talking about pretty much in the second half of the season. It's Lance Lynn versus Alec Manoa. Um, I think this is a good spot for the Blue Jays, right? Uh, I know that I think they lost today against the Tigers and Extras, but uh, Manoa is three and zero at home with a one point nine one ERA. He has one start against the White Sox this season. He went five innings, gave up four hits, one earned run. On the flip side, you have Lance Lynn. I mean, he has great. He's a great pitcher this season. Uh, White Sox have that great pitching staff. The numbers are all great. But I just kind of like this spot for the Blue Jays at home. After the White Sox are coming off a huge series against the Rays, they have to travel from Tampa Bay up to Toronto while the Blue Jays are at home in that series against the Tigers. So they can stay at home. Uh, I like the uh, Blue Jays to kind of take this one from the White Sox on Monday tomorrow. So just to recap, I will take the Astros run line minus one and a half 
tomorrow Royals uh, pitcher will be Daniel Lynch and the Astros will have Zach Grinke on the mound. Also, look, if you're feeling frisky to take that minus two and a half and also the Astros uh, team total over. And then for my dog will also be a Monday night White Sox versus Blue Jays, Blue Jays money line. Lance Lynn versus Alec Manoa to get our week started. I did have a bonus pick. Um, I was looking at this to take my as my dog, but I just didn't know where the numbers were going to come out for this because both of these pitchers are just so bad. Um, <laughs> and this was uh, take a look at taking the over in the Marlins and the Nationals game on Tuesday night. Eric uh, Eric Fetty versus Jesus Lazardo, and this was something crazy that I found over the last seven starts. The total. Uh, average runs scored for Jesus Lazardo's starts have been at 14 runs per game. Wow. Uh, we know Fetty is bad. Also expecting this number to come in around nine, possibly nine and a half with these two bad pitchers. But when you have one pitcher that is just so bad and those games are averaging close to 14 runs over a pretty good sample size, seven starts is a good sample size. Uh, I will probably be playing that over on that um, in that game on Tuesday night. So uh, a little bonus pick there also. Yeah. Look, all of those moon off them. Um, the Astros online, you're right. They will um, be a revenge sport. They're not going to be too short a price because um, yeah. actually the Royals have been going uh, really well lately. Um, yeah. I think they would. I mean, yeah, they would again tonight and nine yep. to one, although yeah. uh, it was only against the Cubs. Um and yeah, Alec Manoa. And what I like about that pick, Moonaf, is the the fading them from the Tampa Bay series uh, and the travelling. They're the kind of things that wouldn't often come on everyone's radar if you're just looking at numbers. Uh, situationally, that's a great pick as well. Uh, so yeah, good luck with those two. Um, my dog is going to be... Um, they're both on Tuesday, my lock and me dog. Um, where am I starting? I'm just, why am I starting with my dog? There we go. Sorry, scroll up. Um, this is another money where my mouth pick is. And I don't think it'll be too prohibitive a price just because it's the D-backs again. And yeah. the D-backs can't be too short a price. Um, it's Madison Bumgarner uh, against the Pirates and JT Brubaker uh, on Tuesday night. Um, Mad Bum's just been absolutely lights out. He had a July ERA of exactly two. He had an August ERA of 1.88. Um, he's beaten the Phillies. He's beaten the Giants. Uh, he had two great outings against the Padres, um, which is way good enough um, to, to see off Pittsburgh. Um, like I said, I don't think the D-backs will be too short a price. Um, if it is prohibitively short, I've got no problem. Um, if it's sort of minus 200 or something along them lines, I've got no problem with taking the run line either. Um Brubaker's 4-13 and 13, um, with a 5.49 ERA. I mean, those numbers, the fact he's, he's, he's been the pitcher of record in 17 games tells you, just let him pitch because it's an ignorance of alternatives. So just let him go. Um, he normally goes relatively deep into games. He kind of gets beyond five innings pitched. Um, he hasn't been the winning pitcher of record since May the 29th, which is almost two seasons ago. Um so yeah, that's a that's a long time. I'm happy to take, uh, like I say, on on the money line, or if it is not really a working man's price, we could take them on the run line too. Uh, and my Diamondbacks, I keep I'm calling them my Diamondbacks. Yeah, um, it's been good. They've gone in tonight to uh, Coors Field and um, the six one up against the Rockies, and that's the Rockies who have I think the third best home record uh, in all of baseball, uh, considering that generally uh, perceived as terrible. Uh, that's quite incredible. Um, my dog pick 
is going to be the Mets. Um, Tyler McGill goes against the Giants and Anthony Desclafani on Tuesday. Um, we know the Mets are dying death by a thousand paper cuts. Um, but I'm, they've got to win some <laughs> games at some point. Um, they've been sort of picking up one in three uh, at the moment, one in three, one in four. Uh, McGill is one in two uh, with a 3.21 ERA. And we said that's that one or two record sounds like he hasn't had many starts. So I think he started actually 12 games. Um, but that just tells you that the Mets are going into the fifth and sixth of every game either 1-1 or 2-2 or 2-1 down. Uh, loads of low-scoring games or games where they just can't get it done. Uh, McGill's been absolutely fine. He had a great July, uh, 1.04 ERA. Really struggled in August, um, but his best start in August was against the Giants, uh, where he gave up five hits and one earned run in six innings pitch. So hopefully he can repeat that. Uh, Tony Disco is 11-5, and five, um, a 3.26 ERA, but he's only won one of his last five. Uh, he exited last time, I think August 18, against the Mets with ankle discomfort. Um, and his August whip's quite high as well. So he's, he's going to give the Mets a chance. What we need here is McGill to keep us in the game. Um, I can take this game going maybe into the seventh inning at 2-2 or something like that. Now, I don't think it's going to be very high scoring, but hopefully the Mets can get this one over the line. Um, and I think McGill will be a decent a decent value dog here. Um, Munaf, what do, you, uh, what do you make of those two? Yeah, I, I I think when we talked about with Dave is that you're finding you 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 have to adapt, right? And I think that both you and I are finding, even though the Mets have not been good, they're still going to be competitive. And like I picked the Mets last this past weekend against, or at least my pick is going off right now against the As Dodgers. We speak, yeah, yeah, we're still on. finding. Yeah, they're heading on by a thread, so hopefully they can come through and and we have a winning week, but. I think this is a great spot bet for the the Mets. And I think, you know, with, with this Golfani that's kind of struggling, like you mentioned in your handicap, this is a good spot for the Mets to maybe sneak one out against the Giants. And then going to your uh, your lock, we love Madison Bumgarner. Like you mentioned, he's really turned it around in the second half of the season, especially in July, and, and that's carried, kind of carried into August. So um, if you're feeling frisky, like, like Malcolm mentioned, you know, we might want to take a look at, taking the D-backs uh, run line, which I'm pretty sure will be a plus price. So, um, you know, hopefully we have a great week here uh, uh, like we did last weekend. And I know Scott has some picks for us also. Hey, guys, Scott Rochelle back here again with your lock and dog for the week. Quickly recapping how we did over the weekend. We ended up sweeping the board. We went 2-0, sold for another sweep over the next few days. Starting off with the lock, looking at Wednesday's card, we like the Angels on the run line at the Orioles. A couple reasons why we like this play. First of all, Baltimore has lost 18 straight games. 17 of those 18 losses have come by at least two runs. So we think the Angels should fare pretty well in this spot. Plus, the Angels have won each of the first three meetings this season, as they have fared pretty well against the Orioles up to this point. Meanwhile, the Orioles have been really underwhelming at home this season as the Orioles have lost 40 of their first 57 games at Camden Yards this season. And the most important factor is the fact that Otani is on the mound for the Angels and over the last month, 27 innings pitched, 1.67 ERA. I think he'll pitch a gym once again, and I think Baltimore is going to struggle whether it's going to be the starter or the reliever when the Angels win this game going away. Now, transitioning over to the dog, looking at Tuesday's card, we like the Rockies on the money line on the road against the Cubs. The Rockies have won five of their last six games while the Cubs have lost 13 straight home games 
games, which is a franchise record. Marquez on the mound for Colorado in night games this season, 92 and two-thirds innings pitch, 3.25 ERA. So I expect him to perform well in this spot. Meanwhile, you have Steele pitching for Chicago, who has pretty good numbers, but he has never gone more than five innings in an appearance this season. So even if he pitches well, he should probably not pitch too long. And Chicago's bullpen has been a mess lately. I think the Rockies get it done in a pretty rare road victory spot, but I do think there's going to be value on the Rockies fading this awful Cubs AAA team. So other than that, though, those are the two plays for the next couple of days. Let it ride. Okay, cheers for those, Scott, uh, and good luck with them. Uh, and that's it, Moonaf. That was a fun podcast, uh, Dave. It was an absolutely outstanding guest. Um, the sports book, Consig. We'll stick with Consig, Consig. Moonaf. I'm not going to make you say uh, Consiglier. <laughs> now, you see, I spelled it out. He was Consiglier. And yeah. then he said Consiglieri on the end. Yeah. Uh, it, and I, I think there's like a different British pronunciation and then there's an idiot American pronunciation. So I was going to say, I think what you're referring to there is the correct pronunciation. Uh, but you yeah. know, let's not argue about the Queen's English mood off anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a fun pod, uh, and oh, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a really good week. Um, all the usual places: um, Apple, Spotify, like, rate, review, thumbs up, uh, retweet. Yeah, enjoy your week of baseball. Um, loads of content over uh, on the website. You know where you find it all. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Moonaf. Uh, yes, hats off to Dave is a legend. Uh, Enjoy your week. We'll see you down the road, everybody. Cheers.